Hey guys, it's your boy Alizé and you are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV's The Ratchet Hour where we talk about everything that's going on in hip-hop and reality TV and we about to get into some things, we about to talk about a lot of stuff so for those of you who are new to the show what I like to do is open up the show talking about my weekend and this weekend was like a work weekend I didn't really do anything this weekend I was just working, I wasn't really feeling good the weather was getting to me Cause one minute in New York is hot, one minute is fall, and then out of nowhere it was 90 degrees one of these days. So I just been chilling, working, and right now I'm a little under the weather. But we're gonna start off this week's show with our segment called Reality Bites, and this is where we talk about stuff going on in reality TV and all the mess, messiness, and drama going on in reality TV. So my first question is to everybody listening: Does anyone still watch the Kardashians? Like. I haven't watched the Kardashians in years, probably like about five, six years I haven't watched the Kardashians. Like, I don't know what's going on with, well, I know what's going on with them, but not in depth. Like, if I watch, if I know anything, it's from like blog sites and things of that nature. Like, I don't know. All I know is like who's dating who, and I barely know that. So, basically, I just want to know, is anybody still watching the Kardashians? So, basically, I was on one of the blog sites and I seen a clip. Of Corey Gamble, who's the mother's boyfriend, mother's black boyfriend or whatever. And they were all at dinner and Courtney and Scott was talking about how their daughter, Penelope, who's six years old, scratched the babysitter's face for no apparent reason. And they were like, they trying to get her to stop doing that. And all Corey did was say, oh, if she scratches my face, I'm going to whoop her ass. And... Lord, Lord knows, Every, everybody at the dinner table, Chris was regular, Kim was regular, Scott and Courtney just started going crazy, like, they made it a big thing, like, oh my god, you're gonna whoop my daughter's ass, and all of this craziness, and they was just acting like he said, like, he was gonna shoot up the, the, the mansion or anything, all he said was, if, and then he reiterated it to make it better, he said, if your daughter scratches my face for no reason, I'm going to spank her. And Scott just made it a big problem, like, you're going to hit my child? Like, I just was so lost, like, watching the clip, because I wasn't watching the show. I was just so lost to, like, why is he going off, like, this hard and, like, this much about him saying he's going to spank his daughter. Like, that right there just showed me, like, the difference between, like, the cultures. Like, I, if you want your child, like to stop doing something you have to let them know that it is wrong and that's why i just think like about the whole situation i'm on Corey's side like i feel like he didn't say anything wrong and he said if she scratched me he would whoop her like i don't have no like this like disagreement with what he was saying and then my thing is like like i feel like a parent i believe in discipline i believe that a parent should be able to like not beat their child down but like hit your child you should be able to discipline your child let them know right from wrong and i feel like discipline i'm a child that has been disciplined by my mother not my dad but by my mother and basically i feel like it helped me go in the right direction i'm a college graduate and i'm an ambitious person and i do what i gotta do i'm not involved in no mess and no foolishness and that's partly because of my mother disciplining me because my mother disciplined me I just know how to act. Like my cousin, I seen it even in my own family. The kids in my family who 
haven't been disciplined or haven't been like spanked, they act up. They do what they want to do. Like, and then it's some cases where I've seen parents who don't haven't whipped their child. Like some friends of mine, their parents that haven't whipped them, they start to beat on the parents. So in my eyes, it's either beat or be beaten. Like, you don't have to wild out to the point where people are calling ACS, but you can't just let your child run over you. Like, I'm just like not trying to. I'm not just not feeling that. Like, I was just Team Corey, and I feel like everybody else in the Kardashian family was overreacting just to make it seem like, oh, this black guy wants to beat our children. No. He said if the girl scratched him, he would beat him, and I beat her, and I 100% agree with what he said, and they just need to relax and get real. That's why their kids do what they want when they want, like, and maybe if, I'm never going to speak on it, but maybe if some of the them had got whippings and beatings before they want to be acting the way they act like because scott disick was out of control for years as an adult and i think you need to discipline your child because you don't want your child to act how you was acting and that's all i gotta say about that part of the show then another part of the show that got me mad was kim kardashian she was trying to clear up basically because people keep saying that that the kardashian sisters can't keep a man because of the way they get them trying to say that the kardashians take their men from other women and kim was just basically trying to clip that rumor like she was trying to just show that oh we didn't take anybody from anybody so she was talking about how she didn't take kanye west from amber rose and chloe didn't take french or Tr- or french or james harden from trina like and that um chloe didn't take tristan from his baby mother Jordan like she was just trying to say like oh we they meet us and when we talk to them that we're not in relationships like nobody's in relationship everybody's single and she even went as far to call French Montana Courtney called French Montana at the dinner and he just cleared up that he wasn't with Trina like he was just saying oh I wasn't with Trina I was single when I met Chloe and I don't agree with that. Like, the timeline shows that you were still dealing with Trina. And either way, it doesn't matter if you were still dealing with her or not. The violation and people see it comes from Trina and Chloe and Kim were all friends. At the end of the day, whether it's guy code, girl code, everybody knows if we are friends, we don't mess with each other's exes, boyfriends, girlfriends. We don't do that. Like, and I feel like they should know better. Like, as a woman, you should look out for other women. You shouldn't do that. And my point is, the Kardashians keep trying to create narratives and spin stuff, and it just keeps backfiring on them. Like, the whole, how they tried to spin the narrative on Jordan, and it backfired, and now Jordan Woods is the star. Like, what they just need to do is just chill out, stop trying to make people look like a bad guy, like how they tried to do Jordan, how they tried to do... um. Caitlyn Jenner because every time you try to spin the narrative it actually backfires on the Kardashians and they end up looking bad like they made Caitlyn an activist and they made Jordan Woods a superstar like now everybody she's on shows she's doing videos she's about to do a movie like you guys made her a star trying to destroy her image and her brand and I just think like the Kardashians need to just end the show period and pass the torch I had a good run Leave on top. Y'all making money. Everybody's a millionaire. Just leave on top. And it is what it is. And that's it for Reality Bites. And that's it for the Kardashians. 
My next segment, however, is a new segment to my show. My segment is called, drum roll. This segment is called Beef in the Streets. Not beef in the streets, not beef in the sheets. Beef in the streets. So basically this segment, we talk about people that are beefing and we talk about, we break down the beef, we see where it started, we say who we believe won the beef, and first up of Beef in the Streets, streets. we're gonna bring up my girl Lonnie Love versus my girl Tamar, Tamar Braxton. So basically, Tamar Braxton had her parents on the Wendy Williams show, and she went on the Wendy Williams show, and Wendy brought, brought it up, not Tamar, Wendy brought it up Oh, Tamar, would you ever ask her, like, Tamar, would you ever go back to the real? And Tamar basically was like, no, like, I don't want to go back there. Basically, she said she moved on, which she has. She's doing bigger and better things. She got albums. She got her own show, The Braxton Family Values. She don't want to go back. She said she's in a happy place, and she wished nothing but the best for the girls. Wendy then went on to go, oh, Tamar, they need you on that show. And she, Wendy was like, that little show, they need you. And it's true, if you ever watch The Real, when I watched The Real, I watched the show for Tamar, cause we all knew who she was from Braxton Family Value, it was the number one show, it was a hit. I watched that show for Tamar, a lot of viewers like me watched for Tamar. And we watched because we we were familiar with Tamara. And some of us, the, the younger generation my age, we were familiar with Adrian Bailon, who was on That's All Raven. And um, she was also on The Cheetah Girls. A lot of people didn't really, a lot of people my age didn't really know who Lonnie Love was. And a lot of people didn't know who Jeannie was. And Jeannie wound up becoming a big star from the show because her personality is so lovable. But everybody tuned in for Tamar. So then Lonnie Love just, she, she, and she incited this beef and she went on her show and she was like, oh, I just wanted Tamar to come on the show and we don't need her on the show. And basically Lonnie was just, poking the bear that is Tamar. Everybody who knows Tamar knows she's sassy and she claps back. And Lonnie just was just inciting Tamar. So basically after that, one of Lonnie's ex-co-workers who worked for her like in her team, they posted screenshots of Lonnie um, texting Tamar and they basically was telling Tamar, Lonnie Love is the one that got you fired. And Tamar was like, I was saying it all along. Nobody wanted to believe me. So the ex-worker of Lonnie Love was just trying to put it out there that Lonnie was writing letters to executives, trying to get Tamar fired, and this was all while Tamar was sick. So basically, Lonnie was writing the executives, trying to get her fired and get her off the show, and it worked. And Tamar was telling us this the whole time, but she was never saying which of the four ladies it was in the reel that was doing this. So basically, Tamar was like, it's true, I was just trying to tell everybody. And then Lonnie got mad and she clapped back at Tamar and was like, basically, don't try to lie on me. Don't try to say I said this. If you want to talk about it, be a woman and come on my show. And she was like, you could bring your man too. And Lonnie was just like trying to stir the pot and add fire, like add gasoline to the flames. And I was just like, this is strange to me because Lonnie always gets the good girl rep and Tamar always gets the bad girl rep. But this is actually someone, this is actually Lonnie starting with Tamar. And at the end of the day, it doesn't do nothing for Lonnie. It just shows your true colors. Like, you already made the girl lose her job, and now you're trying to start a beef with her for ratings. And that's why Tamar doesn't want to do the real. She doesn't want to be their scheme to get better ratings. 
She just wants to live her life, sing her songs, and date her African man. She don't want to be involved with the real. And I feel like Lonnie Love is just showing her true colors this season. She's being messy. Not only did she come at Tamar, she also came at Black China. Like, she was mad because Black China was late to her um her appearance. And my thing is with Lonnie, like, everybody isn't going to be on time. Like, you had Amanda Seals as your backup. You could just shoot another episode. Most of the time, these daytime shows aren't live. They shoot multiple episodes in a day. And my thing is now Black China probably won't even want to even come on the show now because you being shady. Like, Lonnie Love needs to grow up and she needs to mature. Like, she needs to just let it go and leave Tamar alone. And that's it for that beef. If I'm going to give this beef a winner, I'm going to give Tamar the winner because she played it classy. She didn't give the regular Tamar that people was expecting, the hollering and the screaming. She basically just shrugged it off and just ignored it. She didn't really, like, pay Lonnie any mind. And she ended up looking like the graceful winner. And I'm going to give Tamar that W. And that's it for that beef. We have a whole nother beef in the beef in the street section. And that is Kaya, the rapper Kaya, versus Trina, Trina's cousin, Bobby Lights. So basically, this all started, this long, long beef started years ago. This isn't a new beef. A lot of people like to think that this is an old beef. Trina and Kaya have been beefing for years. But let me tell you about this new beef between Kaya and Bobby Lights. So basically, Kaya, she had, um, she went on YouTube and she does a show called Gag Order. And basically on Gag Order, she people send in stuff and Kaya talk about it. People like to send in stuff about Trina because they know Kaya don't like Trina, Trina don't like Kaya, and they've been beefing for years. So basically what happened was somebody sent in something about Trina and how she was crying at her concert and a lot of people didn't know that Trina mom had passed away so Kaya made a video of Trina addressing she made a video addressing Trina's situation and her mom's death and she basically was hot, like joking gagging what they call it so those of you who don't know what gagging is gagging is just like roasting like a lot of people in New York if you're from New York we call it cutting ass so basically she was just talking about like joking on Trina saying she sacrificed her mom and it still won't help her sell any albums. And she was like, how no one even wants, no one wants to hear Trina music. No one wants Trina, not the Illuminati, not Lil Wayne, and not French Montana. And she kept referring to Trina as a basset hound and sourpuss. And basically, so Bobby seen the video and he just got mad and he started basically, he started attacking Kaya he started calling her ugly, talking about her teeth, showing old pictures of her, showing 10 of her mugshots. He commented on how her vagina doesn't smell well and how her um, tits are saggy and her grill is effed up. Basically saying her teeth is all overbite, underbite, yonderbite. And basically, he just read her for filth. But it didn't end there. They had a round three. Kaya read Bobby life for filth she let him have it and it was the best read of the year like basically she said everything everyone was thinking about Bobby lights like basically she called him cauliflower colored okay she said the boy was cauliflower colored she said his bussy was leaking infected and sneezing this is her words not mine she said that 
His access is denied at the Old Town Road, and Little Nas don't want him, and Trina and Little Wayne don't want Trina. He, she just like, she annihilated Bobby Light. She talked about his failing rap career. She, she just ended him. Like, I never seen someone get served the way he got served. Red, like, she finished Bobby Light, and it went viral. Like, her read on Bobby Light went viral, and I'm gonna give the W to Kaya. Not only did she come and she destroyed Bobby Light, she destroyed Trina, and she just won that one. And y'all might say, oh, Kaya was playing dirty while she talking about Trina, mama. Her mom passed away, and yes, I agree. You shouldn't be talking about people that passed away. But Trina, Trina was in her diss rap to, um, she made a remix to I'm the biggest boss that you've seen this far. She was talking about Kaya's children. So if what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to talk about somebody's parents, then they have the right to talk about your children. And all's fair in love and war. And I'm going to give the victory to Miss Kaya Thug Misses. And I love Trina, but I want Kaya to know it's no beef. Me and you, Kaya, we don't have no beef. And I'm going to play my neck and my back until the day you die, until the day I die. And I just wish y'all could fix it and carry on, y'all. Carry on, because it's making for good TV. It's making for some good clickbait, and I'm enjoying it. So we Sour ass Bobby Lights. We the people sentenced you to a DNA test. See, your access has been denied down the Old Town Road because you've been desperate chasing Lil Nas and he don't want you. So you won't be riding no horses, but you can ride your sissy cauliflower colored ass down to the free clinic to get some penicillin shots, bitch. You came with your ass out at the awards and nobody still didn't want to touch your sick ass because your pussy is coughing, sneezing, and leaking, bitch, just like your cousin Katrina, Katrina Sour Pussy Harbor. open like the Grand Canyon from being a true bottomless glowworm cum dump. Hmm. You and Sour Puss sharing a double-sided dildo of diseases and death. Nobody wants either of you or them. Not Lil Nas or Lil Wayne. Hell, even French Montana didn't want that bastard hound. He went all the way to Chloe and you know don't nobody want her. Child, get your shit together. Go and get that throat and that loose asshole swab so you can find without itching and a burning sensation in your hands, bitch. When it comes to roasting the queen, please come correct. And Sour Puss, hmm, we heard you and Trick was performing at your mammy's funeral and no one be. If you want to come for a real roaster, wash your cum filled face first, bitch. A nigga. Into our next, we are now about to get into our next segment titled "You Won't Believe It." So basically, this is where we talk about everything that's going on in hip hop, in the community, and in black culture. So we're gonna start off this talking about Cardi B, Cardi B, and basically Cardi's receiving a lot of backlash after she talked about her Me Too, like her Me Too experience. Like basically, she almost was like sexually assaulted and. She talked about her experience on Angie Martinez's new show on WeTV. And basically, she talked about how she wanted to be in a magazine. 
and the guy, the editor of the magazine, he whipped out his penis and basically told her, like, if you want to be in this magazine, like, let me touch on you and watch me touch on myself. And basically, it got backfired because people were saying that Cardi just wants sympathy and she's trying to do this to make us feel bad for um her. And fans also brought up how the allegedly that she used to drug guys in the past and take their money, which she said she did in the old Instagram video. And my feelings on this is, yes, Cardi is wrong for drugging, allegedly drugging men and taking their money. And yes, that's kind of similar. And she shouldn't have done that. But this doesn't negate that she was like, had a, a bad experience with a photographer or editor. It doesn't negate her experience, and it doesn't neg- doesn't make that her situation right. Like at the end of the day, two wrongs don't make a right. I feel like Cardi should have never did what she did, and the guy should have never did what he did to Cardi. And all I'm saying is that you guys let her have it. And I'm usually I'm usually not here for Cardi, but I gotta take her side with this one, just because she allegedly had to do what she had to do to survive doesn't mean someone should sexually assault her or like try to put their junk in her face and cardio carry on cardi that's it just ignore the haters and do what you got to do and that's that on that my next topic is one that i'm so excited for and that is that the boondocks is coming back but it is not going to be on adult swim the boondocks is now going to be on hbo they signed for two new seasons and I know my girl Regina King is going to be making all that money because she's the voice of Riley and Huey Freeman. And I think she's some more characters as well. But I know she's going to be getting them checks because she's like one of the creators of the show. And I'm just so glad the Boondocks is back. Like the Boondocks was the black family guy and we needed that. We needed a show that was just hip, didn't care, said what they had to say, told the hardcore jokes. And I love the Boondocks fight sequences like they had some of the best fight sequences of any cartoon. Like, I remember um, when Riley and Huey fought, and it was just like, it was as good as Japanese animation. And I was like, yo, this show is actually a good show. They talked about like things going on in politics and stuff like that. And I'm actually here for um, the Boondocks coming back, and I can't wait. And I'm going to get me a little HBO subscription just to watch it. And everybody, just watch out. Look out for Fall 2020. When the Boondocks returns, it's going to be on HBO. My next topic is Lil Wayne ordered to pay $150,000 for profiting off of fake concerts, allegedly. So basically, it was a string of concerts saying Lil Wayne was going to be there, and he never showed up to these fake concerts, and he made all the money. And now a judge is ordering him to pay that money back. And I just seen Lil Wayne in concert. And he was with Blink-182, and I'm glad he was actually there, okay? Because I was looking like Lil Wayne, Blink-182. And it was actually a good concert, and I feel like, Lil Wayne, get the people their money back if you did it. And let's just carry on. Just continue on being, just continue on singing the hits, that rapping the hits that we want to hear. And stay out of mess, Lil Wayne. Stay out of mess, okay? Because I actually like Lil Wayne. Once you're great, you got to go out on a greatness level. And my next topic is my girl Remy Ma. Well, not my girl, but Remy Ma. She says that she basically made a statement on state of the culture that shocked everyone and pissed everyone off. And she basically said 
that women being raped and taken as settlement after is a form of prostitution. And I just couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe Remy Ma has said that. But then again, I do believe that Remy Ma says that because oftentimes on State of the Culture, her opinion is just so, like, rough and far along. Like, I really believe that, like, she's a man. Like, at the end of the day, she, her opinions are so manly and unwomanlike. It's like, I just have to look at her like, are you serious right now? Like, do you really believe these things? Are you just saying it for shock value? Are you just trying to be ignorant? Like, maybe, maybe these women can't work after being sexually assaulted. Maybe these women just don't feel comfortable in the workplace. Maybe it happened in the workplace. So for you to say taking money is a form of prostitution... It's just ridiculous, and it's just childish, and it just shows how uneducated you are. Because she even said something might have happened to her. She hinted as if something might have happened to her. And taking money doesn't make you look like less of a victim. Taking money doesn't make it look like it didn't happen. Maybe that money is going to help you get over your pain. Maybe that money is going to help you set up for your new life. And I feel like Remy, Remy, when she's on State of the Culture... She just says, says stuff without thinking. Sometimes you have to count to five, girl, and think, Remy. Count to five, Remy. Like, and I just couldn't believe that a woman said this. Like, I was in shock. I was just like, come on, little boy. Come on, Remy, man. You got to do better. You got to be better, Remy. Like, come on. And that's that on that. I feel like Joe Budden just need to check her and... I'm so glad they got this Ebony K. Williams woman on there. Even though I feel like she be scared to speak up to Remy. And I feel like she be trying to kiss Remy's butt because she don't want to get shot. But at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. And I'm tired of Remy just saying anything on that show. And I really wish Scotty Bean was still there because it's like everybody's scared of Remy. Like they just know she got the toolie in her purse. Like they know she about to just back out and brush him, okay? But I'm over Remy and... She could go somewhere in her penthouse and be conceited because I'm over her. Next, my next topic is Takashi 69 and he denies witness protection. And I feel like this man has to be a fool. Like, why are you think you about to come out here, make music, and you think nobody about to touch you, sir? Like, people are looking for you. You know what you did. You done snitched on all these gang members. They are coming for you. You are not about to be walking down Bed-Stuy, Bushwick Avenue, living your best life. Like, you are now a target. And the crazy thing is, Takashi thinks that he's going to get out and that he's going to make new music and everything is going to be all forgotten. No, sir. Like, they're going to get you regardless. And my thing is that, yes, I do believe people are still going to buy his music. And I do believe that people are still going to pay for the product that he's putting out. But... All right, and I do believe that the record labels will re-sign him. I definitely think when he get out of jail, people are going to re-sign him. The label's going to re-sign him for the simple fact that he is going to get killed. God forbid, but it is going to happen. Because although a lot of people are getting locked up, there's still a lot of gang members out here. They're going to get this guy. He's talking about he don't want protection. They're going to get him. And the record labels know that. So they're going to sign him just so that that new music he put out, they're going to own them copyrights. They're going to own everything. They're going to own his masters and all that, publishing and all that. So the record labels are going to sign Takashi again. And 
it's going to go down. Like, basically, he's going to get got, and they're going to own him for the rest of his life. And it just sucks to be Takashi. And if you're a record label, it's great to be you. And that's it. Also in hip-hop news, the BET 2019 Hip Hop Awards honored veteran rapper Little Kim. And I'm just so glad. I'm proud that Little Kim is getting her just due. And if we're going to be honest, Little Kim is a trailblazer not only for women, but for men in hip-hop as well. Because without Little Kim... I don't think rappers would really be in the fashion game. And she helped usher rappers into the mainstream. Like, Kim was one of those rappers that was so popular, they got to do a lot of the shows and a lot of the stuff that, like, the street rappers didn't get to do. And she opened that door for, for rappers like Drake, who was more commercialized. She opened that door for all rappers in general to get these big deals and to get these fashion deals. She was the one wearing the stuff. She was rocking the Gucci. She was wearing everything, the Versace. And she got hip-hop into these doors that we couldn't get into before. And for that, I salute Little Kim. Shout out to her. And she's a legend. Can't take that away from her. Next and last on the You Won't Believe This list is J-Lo and Shakira set to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. And I believe... The NFL is smart. They evil, but they is smart, okay? That is a well-ran plantation. They What they trying to do is they want J-Lo and Shakira to perform because they want that Latin audience. Me, myself, I won't be tuning in because that's not my type of music and that's not what I want to hear. And I, I'm not really a supporter of the NFL anymore. And I feel like they're just trying to get the Latin audience back. They want all the Spanish people, Hispanic people to tune in so they can get viewership. Because if you want to be real, a a big part of this country is Hispanic people. Fox is doing the same thing with WWE. They, They trying to get all the Latin stars on SmackDown so they can make a profit. But my thing is the NFL is smart. They know viewership is going down because minorities aren't watching. So what do they do? They bring in Jay Z. Jay Z is Jay-Z is the black figurehead. Jay-Z is going to get black people to watch because he is one of our Supremes in the black community. He is one of the people that black people look up to. So that worked, and now you're getting black viewership. We need the Latin people. Who do we bring? We bring J-Lo. Everybody knows Latin people love Jesus, Mary, and J-Lo. And they bring Shakira. They throw another little, a little piece of spice in there. People know hips don't lie, and they know Shakira from, um, what's the show with the spinning chairs? The Voice. So, they know that those two artists are going to get people to watch. And I just think that was a smart play by the NFL. Will I be watching? No. Am I interested? No. And that's that on that. And that is it for You Won't Believe This. My next segment is now Love is in the Air, baby. And my girl Cassie and Alex Fine are officially married. And basically... I'm so happy for Cassie. Like, I love Cassie. Cassie, I loved her since she was dancing on that table with me and you. I love Long Way to Go. I love Official Boy or Official Girl, is it? And I just love Cassie. Like, she's unproblematic. She does her music. She's a model. And I'm happy that she finally got married after her long-suffering relationship with Diddy. Because he wasn't going to marry her. And... She's about to get married. She, well, she's married. She's about to have a baby. And she's living her best life. And shout out to Cassie. Shout out to Alex Fine. And 
I can't wait till they have their beautiful baby. And you know Diddy mad. He in the he in one of his mansions punching the air right now, jab jab and crossing. And next up on our list, we got Chance the Rapper. Him and his wife welcomed their second child, and I'm so happy for them. And if you didn't listen to his album, The Big Day, you should get it. Download it, stream it. It's on all major platforms. And he's now taking his Big Day album to do the big tour. And check out Chance when he comes to your city because I, I'm actually, I love his music now. I love his sound. And Chance is a very great rapper. And I'm just happy for him. He promotes love. He promotes familyness. And he's just trying to be different than the product that's out there. And I like it. So, shout out to Chance the Rapper. And that's all for Love is in the Air. So, my next segment I like to do, Jahu, for my show, is called Unpopular Opinion. And this is where I give my opinion on things that's going on in hip hop that people won't agree with. And I have two today. And, ooh. I'm going to read it to y'all. So, my first opinion is that French Montana can't rap. And I say this to say, he has a new song out with Cardi B and Post Malone, and it's horrible. Like, I tried to listen to it, and it's horrible. The video is kind of cute, but the song is horrible. And I never seen French Montana as, like, a rapper. He's just, like... I feel like French Montana made it because he's light-skinned. He's, um, which is appealing to the, ma- like, the people. Like, they see, like, which is appealing to the marketing people. They feel like you're more of a friendly rapper. He gets the friendly rapper rep, and he's not lyrical. His music doesn't move me. Only song I like is Unforgettable, and I like the vocals, okay? I don't like the rap part, and... I just believe that French Montana, he's chasing that same sound, trying to get another um, Unforgettable, and it's not working for him. And I feel like French needs to like just take a break from rapping. He's doing stuff outside of rap, and I feel like he should focus on that. Focus on his humanitarian, humanitarian, his charity work. I'm, I'm over here stuttering on big words I'm trying to use, but he needs to just use stuff. Focus on like the stuff he's doing outside of rap because. The music ain't hitting for me, French Montana, and y'all know it ain't hitting for y'all either. And my next unpopular opinion is that Kevin Hart isn't funny to me. Like, a lot of people may see this as, oh, you hating on Kev. I don't think Kevin Hart is funny because I grew up in a time where comedians really brought it. I grew up in a time of my favorite comedian ever is Bernie Mac hands down and Bernie Mac was funny as heck my other favorite I like Chris Rock um Chris Tucker is my second favorite comedian Mike Epps um a lot of Monique and I just don't think Kevin Hart brings that energy like him and Tiffany Haddish are the number one comedians right now money wise and I don't find neither of them funny like I feel like Kevin is just short and he's funny because he's short and he's not funny, like, joke-wise. I can't, like... And Tiffany Haddish, I love Tiffany to death. I like her personality, but I don't think she's funny. I think, like, she just stole Brenda's character from Scary Movie and ran with it. And she just be... She just do anything ratchet to make, like, the white people laugh. And I feel like she be cooning a little bit. 
Like, I'm just over the coonery. Like, once she came to the Met Gala with the chicken in the purse, I just was like, Tiff, I'm done with you. That's some cooner coonery right there. And they use this, I got chicken in my purse. Chicken in my purse. Like, this is not a Popeye's commercial, miss. And that is it for unpopular opinions. And you may agree with me. You may not. But it's my opinion. And everybody has one. And it's my show. And I'm going to say mine. Okay? And we are at the end of my show. Where we do my final segment. Which is called MVP of the Week. And basically, MVP of, MVP of the Week is where we go look at everything that we talked about today. And we give somebody a trophy. And we just... We pick our winner, and we pick somebody who killed it this week. And my winner is Kaya. Kaya the thug misses, okay? Kaya is the MVP of the week because she killed Bobby Lights. Like, he thought he was about to go in on her mugshots. He thought he had a trump card of her teeth. He was posting ugly pictures of her. His rent was an hour long. An hour long, Bobby. And Kaya killed you within a... A two-minute video. That two-minute video was more powerful than Bobby Light's whole live Instagram live video. Like, I have to give Kaya her props. Kaya is a, a, a good rapper. She has her one hit that everybody keeps sampling. And she is the queen of reading, roasting, gagging, cutting ass, whatever you want to call it. Kaya is the queen of that right there. Okay. And apparently Trina ain't want none no more. And Bobby should have learned from Trina and just played the classy because she tore Bobby a new one. A new one, a true one, a glued one. And but that Kaya is MVP of the week. And yeah, you go girl. So we have finally made it to the end of my show. And if you guys want to know where to find me, you can find me at Instagram at underscore Rashamel. That is underscore R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L. You can also follow my show page at underscore ZTV. That is underscore Z-E-T-V. And yeah, have a great weekend. Have fun. Get lit. Drink for me. And I'll see you next time on the Ratchet Hour. You heard?